The spot freight market is hot, and this and new freight matching apps have led to a lot of new motor carrier authorities. This includes a jump in the number of independent truckers, according to two groups, the freight transportation intelligence firm FTR, as well as the American Trucking Associations. The problem is that success as a small business trucker is never a given. However, if you can learn and understand the business side of trucking, that can help out tremendously. But don't take my word for it. This is the Eyes on the Road podcast presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass Way Station bypass and toll payment services, online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge, and thanks for tuning in. The other day, I got to thinking about the many ways the trucking industry has changed over the years, and if these changes have made it more challenging for truckers who want to become owner-operators. So I picked up the phone and called up one independent driver I've known for a little more than 10 years, and you might know him too. His name is Tilden Curl. Now, if that name seems familiar, Tilden is a board member with the Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association, and he was a Goodyear Highway Hero back in 2010. He's been in trucking since 1993 and has spent more than 20 years running his own business successfully. Now, when we talked by phone, he was heading back home to Washington State from California. I asked him about the challenges that I just mentioned, and he said in his experience, there are always going to be challenges in becoming a successful owner-operator. However, knowing and understanding the business of trucking is much more important, something he said he failed to do when he first started out. It was something that I really didn't know when I started. I'd had a couple little businesses before I started driving a truck, and I decided that I really just wanted my own truck. By the time I went and bought a truck, shortly after that, I realized I was no longer just a truck driver, that I was a small business person, and I had to learn how to make this business work. Well, what do you think is the biggest mistake you made in becoming an owner-operator from a business standpoint? Well, probably a couple things. One is not really knowing what my expenses were. And two, probably the most impactful thing was not realizing how much taxes I would owe at the end of of a profitable year. The first few years, I had young kids and and I had enough debt and everything that I had relatively no taxes. And so after I got the, the first truck paid for, that following year, I made quite a good profit, and I wasn't really prepared for a $13,000 tax bill. That's what really forced me to learn how to do business. Well, Tilden, what did you do to remedy the problem with your taxes? Man, I, I sat at my desk, and I was just face in palms and, and thinking, what am I going to do about this? And I thought maybe I, I should go see a... a some kind of financial advisor. And I got to thinking in my head, what's the first thing that he would probably ask me? Because I just in my mind mentally preparing for that meeting. And I came to the conclusion that probably the first thing he would ask would be, do you have a budget? And at the time I didn't. And so I thought, well, maybe, maybe I really legitimately need to establish a budget. So that's that's when I really sat down and looked over the previous few years of what the expenses of the truck, the maintenance, those sorts of things. But I also looked over the household bills to see what kind of expenses we had in the house. I started dividing it up by percentage to figure out 
where everything needed to go. And the fact that at the time I didn't have any medical coverage or retirement was just another big red flag. So as a sole proprietor back then, I broke everything down by percentage and every check that came in got divided up and put in its appropriate place. So when those bills came due, there would be something there for it. And I assume that meant putting a certain percentage aside for taxes, right? Absolutely. I broke it down into several categories. The average driver, at least when I figured it up then, would make somewhere around 30% of the gross. We automatically transferred that to our own personal account. And then 10% went straight out into a Uh, an account that we would send in quarterly for taxes. And then we had a uh, savings account that I think, best I recall, we put like 5% in for truck and whatever, you know, backup money. And then we did, I think, 2.5% into a medical savings account and 2.5% in a retirement account. And the remainder of the money stayed in the business account to pay for the operational expense of the business. Now I've got some questions based on some things you've said. You said you started out as a sole proprietor. Are you still that way or have you since incorporated? I incorporated later on. I'm currently a S-Corp. It is important to separate your assets from your personal, from your business. That at the time that we incorporated, it was uh, we were making, you know, good enough money that you could shield some of the tax liability from having the S corp, and so we did that. And then 08 came along, and everything, wages, and everything went down anyway. But as long as we've been an S corp, my wife does all the books and stuff for the company, so she and I both are on a fixed salary that we get paid twice a month. It's easier in that respect, but then you have the payroll taxes and all that to follow up with. I want to go back to when you said you realized you had to make some changes and thought about dealing with a financial professional. Do you use someone like that now? And if so, do they specialize in trucking? At year end, we have a CPA that figures all of our taxes and deductions and all that. That's way over my head. I'm, I'm a truck driver. You know, I mean, I, I understand what I need to do to make this business work, but I don't I don't nearly understand enough to do all the accounting for the business taxes. The one that that we use was previously married to a truck driver. So she's pretty knowledgeable of the things that truck drivers encounter and so she's more up to date probably than a lot of your average CPA out there might be. It's good if you can find one that's involved with the trucking industry in some manner or another, understands the trucking industry. It's far better than I would call them an off-the-shelf tax preparer. Exactly. You mentioned earlier one of your biggest mistakes early on was not keeping track of expenses. Tilden, can you talk a little bit more about that and what you learned? Yeah, when I first started... I just would shoot from the hip, basically. Uh, I'd go do a job, get a paycheck or get a check coming in, and uh, we'd have a house payment coming up or we'd have a phone bill or something. We'd pay this or pay that. 
and you know we needed more money for the kids birthday party coming up we're going to have a barbecue so we'd taken a little bit more money out to do that and it boiled down to we really didn't have a fixed income we just took from the business basically as we felt like ultimately that'll leave you in a position where you're going to live off of everything there and then when the truck needs something you're not going to have the money to pay for it the wife and I had some pretty serious discussions from time to time about whether she was going to get the money for something or whether the money was going to go back into the truck. So, it, you know, that's one of the pitfalls that a lot of people get into. They receive a check, say you haul a load for $4,000, and that check comes in, you think you got $4,000, but you don't. The reality of that is that you only have about 30% of that. The rest of it is allocated to all the other expenses and and needs. And I guess this relates to what you were talking about earlier, that you and your wife now collect a salary twice a month. I remember when I was doing a radio show and would have guests on talking about financial matters for owner-operators, and nearly everyone said the biggest financial mistakes owner-operators make is not paying themselves a salary on a regular basis. That's right. And and that's, that's a really hard concept to really bear the responsibility of because when you're starting out, you you think you have to put freight on the truck, period. You got to haul freight because that's what makes you money. But if the freight don't pay enough money, then you're still not going to have enough money regardless of whether you haul freight or not. That's where knowing what your expenses are really comes into play and negotiating with your brokers or whomever you get your loads from about how much you're going to receive from that. Because if it doesn't cover your needs all the way across the board, then you should just not haul it. Well, how do you determine, for example, when someone says they're going to pay you X amount to move freight, whether it's a load you want to accept or not? There's two types of loads, one that takes up time and then one that takes up distance. So I used to do some what I called local loads, and they may take a day or two days to get done, and they would try to use a rate per mile to rate those those jobs. So say if I had to go to some place that was 250, 300 miles away, and I had to load up, take it there, and unload in the day, and, you know, back in those days, it may only pay a buck, buck fifty a mile. So, you know, I'd make whatever at 300, 300 miles, I'd make, I don't know, $300, $400 maybe for the whole day. I learned real quickly that average expenses to cover my income, the welfare of my family, and to maintain my equipment and operate the business as a rule of thumb back then, I set a price of $1,000 a day for that type of work. And, and that's really in the ballpark that you needed to be in. And if they didn't want to pay it, I, I didn't do it. I'd do something else. The rate per mile, when you can actually load up a load and drive for a couple of days and then offload, you can go more on the rate per mile. What I learned after figuring everything out was that roughly whatever the price of fuel was, you need to be within 10% of that as your rate per mile. 
and that that's difficult to achieve, you know, but, but that's where you need to be to pay all of your expenses. Tilden, you've touched on some very good topics, but are there any other areas new or would-be owner-operators need to know and understand about the business of trucking, but they quite often don't? Well, even when I started, I, I didn't understand what it costs to run and maintain a truck. You go along, and next thing you know, you need a set of brake shoes, or you need a tire. Maybe an alternator goes out, or a, a fan belt, you name it. Or every few years, you got to replace a whole set of batteries. I just didn't realize that there was those sorts of expenses. You know, I didn't figure them into a budget, I'll say. When those sorts of things start happening, you start having to take money away from something that you really didn't want to take it away from. Usually, it's it's the wife. So planning those things out and understanding what you're operation is going to cost you. An example of that is I have 18 tires on here. I'm going to have to replace a tire every so often. You know, you'll curb one out on the trailer or whatever, but then eventually you're going to have to change eight drive tires out or, or something like that. And so to plan for that, if you don't know what your tire expenses are, then you're not going to be able to plan for it. And so the way I did it was I figured, okay, I'm going to have to allow for at least a tire per month. And back then, tires were a lot expensive than they are now. I would say at least allow for $300 a month for your tires because every couple months, if you buy one tire, that means in three years, you're going to be ready for a set of drives and you'll have the money. As far as learning to understand more of the business of trucking, where can someone go for help? I'm affiliated with OOIDA, and I became a member a long time ago. Whether you like their advocacy or not, they have a huge amount of online educational material, and they also have people on the end of the phone that if you have a problem, you can call them up and ask them about if you have a contract or something that somebody's trying to get you to sign, they'll review it for you. The only charge to that is a $45 a year annual membership. You can get information from somebody like that, or you can key up on the CB and get Billy Bob to tell you really how it is. <laughs> Billy Bob on the CB is more oftentimes than not a blowhard. <laughs> and I think Billy Bob also offers marital advice too, for free. If you were talking to a would-be owner-operator Tilden or a new one face-to-face, -face, what's the one thing you would tell them to make sure they realize about the trucking business? I would say, for one, make sure you understand what kind of lifestyle you're going to lead if you drive a truck. You're going to miss some birthdays. You're going to miss some anniversaries. You're going to miss some holidays. Make sure that you're going to get whatever it is you want out of a truck driving job. You know, Identify what it is you want before you just go say, I can get that job because that's that's not important. There's other jobs out there. I, I would say probably the biggest drawback to trucking is probably probably just about the same thing. You're gonna be you're gonna miss a whole lot of things. Just make sure that this is what you want to do before you invest the time and money and, and the years of your life into this job. That leaves me with just one simple question. 
then why do it? Part of it's for the freedom. I've, I wanted to be a truck driver because I wanted to be self-employed. And it was a business that I could build up from the bootstraps. And so, you know, it was a business I could start without having to have $50,000 or $100,000 to start with. And you can start out as a company driver. You can move into a uh, lease operator. After you learn a little more, you can, you can become an independent if you want to. And, and that's what I wanted to be was an independent businessman. And I, I wanted to set my schedule. So if I want to be home for something, I just don't load the truck. But I also have to be responsible for all the financial responsibilities to make sure that's covered as well. Tilden, thanks very much. You bet, Evan. Take care, buddy. Now, you can get in touch with Tilden if you'd like to. Just email him at Tico, I'll spell that in a moment, at Comcast.net. That's T-E-C-C-O at Comcast.net. While you're online, don't forget to stop off and visit the PrePass website at PrePass.com. Plus, you can follow PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. I'm Evan Lockridge, and remember, keep your eyes on the road.